All right. What's good? Uh, welcome back. I know it's been a while, but I'm finally back. I had to go away for a little bit. I went to London for a little bit and couldn't record there, so I missed a lot. But So let's just jump right in. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Max Cooper. Yeah, well, to your hopefully bi-weekly, um, bi-weekly uh, sports information podcast about everything going around in most of the sports world except for soccer. Soccer sucks. Just kidding. I like soccer, but not really. Uh, so let's just jump right in. Uh, let's go to the NFL first. Let's stop right there. So uh, training camps just opened a little bit ago. And right now everyone is in camps. And we had one preseason game. It was a Hall of Fame game. And it was the Raiders and Jaguars. And the Raiders won that game. And it was pretty, pretty nice. It was really easy uh, for the Raiders. Um, I think it was like 24 to 11 was the score. Not 100% sure. Uh, give me one quick moment. Yeah, 27 to 11 was the final score. And I watched a little bit of that game, but I didn't watch most of it just because I don't really like preseason football 100%. Like, I love, like, the NFL. You know, don't get me wrong. It's amazing football. But I'm not one of those people who will be like, oh, it's preseason football. Let me get in on that fix. Now, for basketball, for the NBA, 100%, I am like that. You know, we've got preseason. You know, we got the Jazz preseason coming up here. I think pretty soon they've got a game in Edmonton against the Raptors. And I told my dad today, I was like, hey, yo, we should go to this game. But we, we're not going to that game because we just spent a bunch of money in London. And so, um, but no, uh, with the NBA, I'm 100% going to watch that. But for the NFL, I'm not going to be like one of those people who's going to sit there and just watch preseason football because it's terrible. You know, like I could get better uh, football watching Alabama play football. Like Alabama is probably better than the Jacksonville Jaguars second and third string players right now. I bet that. But so the Raiders won that first preseason game. And so we have in preseason week one, what we have coming up, we have the Giants at the Patriots, Baltimore against Tennessee, the um, Hawk Falcons against the Lions, Cleveland against Jacksonville, the Jets against Philly, Zach Wilson up against Philly. He's got that dog in him. Arizona and Cincinnati, Green Bay and San Francisco, Casey, Chicago, Carolina, and the Commanders, Indiana, Buffalo, Seattle, and Pittsburgh, Miami, and Tampa, New Orleans, and Houston, Dallas, and Denver, and the Rams, and the Chargers, as well as the Vikings, and the Raiders. So everyone is in action up here coming up in this week, starting on Thursday. We got games going from Thursday, I believe, to Sunday. So that should be really good football. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. It's terrible football. It's the preseason. Don't watch unless like you have like favorite players from college who aren't starters. Then go ahead. Yeah, sure. Go watch your favorite players. But also going around the NFL, uh, I'm going to touch on the Lamar Jackson situation. Uh, they he's got um, he's going into his last year of his deal with no extension at all, zero. There's an offer on the table right now, but he has not taken it, and so. He says he has like a cutoff date or limit. I don't know what that is, when that is, but um, he still has no deal, but he's still in training camp. He's still in camp right now. He's not going to play in the first preseason game reports came out today or a couple of days ago. And so he's not playing in that. And so he will be sitting out that game for a good reason. You don't want to get injured in the final year of your deal when you're going into that. But so he's in the final year of his deal with no extension on the, t- he has an extension on the table he can take, but he's pre- he hasn't taken it yet. And so Lamar Jackson's an interesting case. He's got like no agent. It's just a group of like family members, it seems, representing him, like led by his mom, which is kind of weird. 
in my opinion, like if I was that good, like if I was that guy, you know, I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm that guy, you know, I won an MVP at young, really young age. I've led my team to a playoff win. I am that good. I am that guy. I am taking that contract extension and I'm getting an agent as well because I am that guy. I need an agent. I don't want my mom representing me right now. And so with Lamar Jackson in that situation, I think he should take the deal. But if he's not good on him for like not having, like not holding out, like it shows like, okay, I'm, I don't have a deal. So what? I'm still going to go play football. I'm going to prove that I'm worth what I want to have, you know, like with, I think he should take, um, like he, I think he wants guaranteed money right now. And so I feel like with him, he should take, like he wants a deal, I think with as much or almost as much money guaranteed as Deshaun Watson's was, which was like a five-year, 230 fully guaranteed. I don't think he'll want a fully guaranteed 200, like a contract fully guaranteed. I don't think so. I think he'll want like a big deal, a nice long, like maybe six years or so with big deal with 230 plus guaranteed on that deal. And so with him, I think that's what he's waiting for, but good on him still for um, a st- not holding out. And then we have, as I just mentioned, Deshaun Watson. That man, that man is a guy. He's a Chad, it seems. I don't know why I said that. He's not a Chad. He's just Deshaun Watson. But the suspension came down, and it said uh, six games. And I think I got it right. I think I said like eight or six games, and the Browns are still going to be terrible and not going to make the playoffs. I still stand by that, even though it's only six games. But um, but the NFL appealed that, and they are uh, going to – uh, they have the former New Jersey defense attorney um, looking over it. And I think what the NFL wants and Goodell wants is um, is to have a full, se- a full season plus a fine, plus like a donation like rehab or something like that. And so I feel like if it does get extended, it'll probably tend to this 10, 10 games to the whole year. And so... That might come down tomorrow. It might come down because the NFLPA just submitted their their response or whatever to the appeal to the guy. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but um, they just submitted their response. And so I think it'll come down. It, it could come down within the next week or it could come down next week when I think it might come down next week or the week after that, because then it gives the NFL enough time because then it comes down in time for Deshaun Watson to know what his suspension is, because that would just be terrible if you got suspended in the middle, like it came down in like week two and like you were starting to get ready because you had four more games left, like four more weeks left of being suspended. And so, and it came down in week two and it says, oh, you're done for the rest of the year. That'd be terrible. But I think the Browns, they have a, they have a guy in their quarterback room named Jacoby Brissett. Uh, he was the quarterback in Indy when Matthew, not Matthew, Andrew Luck uh, retired and was injured for all that time. He was their start and he did pretty good. And then he was over in Miami last year and started a couple games there and did all right. But I don't think they're going to be any good. I don't think they're going to do good without Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson, like he's that playmaker. Like even though he didn't play last year, he still got himself a five-year, $230 million fully guaranteed contract. So like that just proves he's that guy as well. And then also going on in Cleveland camp, uh, Kareem Hunt, he requested a trade. And then the Browns said, oh, heck no, you are not going. You Nope, you are, you are staying here. And, and he's in the midst of a contract battle, too. He's on the last year of his two-year deal. And I think either he'll get extended or they will trade him. Where to? I have no idea. Personally, I hope it's the Vikings so we can have a guy behind Dalvin Cook. 
just because Dalvin Cook tends to get injured and our backup is like he's good, but he's not like the greatest. But if we have a guy behind Dalvin, that'd be amazing. And so, uh, yeah, so that's going on in NFL world. Uh, let's go over to let's go over to the MLB. I didn't talk on them. I don't think I talked on them last episode. Uh, so going on over there, the Yankees are struggling. The Dodgers are succeeding, and the Mets are succeeding. The Dodgers are the not the Dodgers. Jeez, the Yankees have lost five straight, and I, I'm not very happy about that. I'm a big Yankees fan. You know, let's go, Aaron Judge. I like who we picked up at the trade deadline at the center field. I can't remember his name, but the pod, but the Dodge, not the Padres. Jeez, I'm struggling. The Yankees are doing uh terrible they just lost they just got swept by the cardinals who are they're a good team you know they're number one in their division they just they're on top of milwaukee right now i think and so with that we got all just everything else going on with them and so we have to we're hoping that uh i'm hoping anyways that the yankees can turn it around and it's not it's not aaron judge's fault he's been hitting great since all-star break but i think like the yankees like six out of are like six and eleven or six and twelve since all-star break and that's not very good, even though we're still double-digit games ahead, I believe, in our division, respectively. Um, so, I don't know. We got uh, a series against the Marlins. Got a couple of series against the Marlins. Yeah, we're nine and a half up on the Blue Jays. But we got a Marlins series, and then we got a Red Sox series, which should be really fun. And then after that, not Marlins, geez, Mariners. Sorry, been a couple of, been a wee bit since I recorded, obviously. But so we got a Mariners, we got a a Mariners, a Boston, a Tampa, a Toronto, two games in the Bronx against the Mets. The, the there's a long homestand stretching from August fifteenth to August twenty third, and then we're on the road from August twenty fifth to September fourth, and then we're at home again against the Twins and the Rays. Um, some September 5th to the 11th and then in Boston for a couple of for uh, two games on the 13th and 14th and then we're on to Milwaukee and then we're home against Pittsburgh and Boston home at Toronto go at Toronto for three games Baltimore for three at home and we end the road in Texas October 5th so I'm looking at the schedule and I could honestly see we have a pretty weak schedule going down the stretch because we have um Seattle they're really good but they're not they're not up there. Like they're still they're a good team. You know, they've got uh Julio Rodriguez, who's a great player. I really like him. And then you have Boston, who's really bad this year. They're so bad. And then you have Tampa, who's middle of the pack, Toronto, which is nine and a half back of us. And then you have the Mets. The Mets are very good. I'm kind of scared against the Mets, but I think we will still do okay. And then we have a long winning streak. Because we have the A's, the Angels, and the Rays. And then we have Minnesota, the Rays, Boston, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, Boston, Toronto, Baltimore, Rangers. We could, we're probably going to lose a bunch, some games in there, but like, we're still going to come out great. You know, we're still going to come out. I don't know, probably a hundred wins. You know, Aaron Boone's third straight hundred win season is three years as the Yankees manager. But the Yankees are doing. I think they're going to get out of their slump tonight. I think when they play, and so I think when they play the Mariners. They'll do all right. They're going to lose a couple games because the Mariners are just good. They're just a good baseball team. You know, you're not going to like sweep the Mariners unless you're the Dodgers who are on fire right now. So, yeah, let's talk about the Dodgers. So the Dodgers acquired what's his, uh, from us, uh, Joey Gallo. They got Joey Gallo from us, and he's doing all right. And so I was watching a little bit of that Padres game last night, 
just like three innings, the first three innings. And I didn't see much, but all I, I saw like the Dodgers just had were confident. Like they're just more confident than the Padres. And they're just way confident right now just because of what's happening. Like they are winning and they're winning a lot. I think they're like 76 wins or something like that. It's a lot. They have more, way more wins than all of us, than the Yankees and the Mets. Yeah, they're five and a half up on the Yankees and Mets. They have they're seventy five and thirty three, and Yankees and Mets are both seventy and thirty nine. So and oh, the Astros are seventy and forty. That's not good. The Astros are creeping, creep, creep, creeping. But so, uh, I think the the uh, the Dodgers they're a good team. They're really good. They have a lot of stars. They would have been even better if they were if they did get um, Juan Soto at the trade deadline. But they went to uh, San Diego, which I think was a good trade for San Diego. They got Juan Soto, arguably the greatest hitter in the league right now. And Josh Bell, a nice power bat at first base. And Tatis is coming back uh, sometime in the next week. But um, anyways, back to the Dodgers. The he the Dodgers are going to be they're going to be a really good team. It's going to come down, I think, to the Dodgers and Yankees in the World Series. It's going to be a great series. Um, I'm not predicting who's going to win that yet because I just don't know, depending on how the Yankees are doing. But the uh, Dodgers right now they're just amazing. They have great pitching. They've got great uh, infield play. I watched a play of uh, Max Muncie. Uh, he was playing third last night, and he just made a play. He was like going to his right, and then threw back across the diamond to cack to get a runner out at first. And that that made me think, wow, Max Muncy, a guy who normally plays first, who's now at third, can make that play, is amazing. And so, I think that the Dodgers they're going to be really good. They're going to be really, really, really good. The postseason is going to be a cakewalk for them because they're just so much better than everyone else. They're like literally like you can't beat them. At, like they have such great starting pitching to like Tim Anderson or Kyle Anderson or whatever his name was, was on the mound last night for him. He's 12 and one and has a really low ERA. It was like two point something. And they also put up more runs when he's on the mound. And then Cody Bellinger, former MVP, um, who's been struggling for like ever this year, hits two home runs. And the night before it was Max Muncy who was struggling and hits a home run. And so with the Dodgers, like you don't necessarily need everyone to be on. Like, you can have people just be cold and cold and cold, but you just have enough power around. Like, you have Mookie Betts, you have Trey Turner, you have Freddie Freeman, and you have, like, all those guys. Like, if one player is off, like, a couple players off, it won't matter because you know you'll have other people who are feeling good that day and who will just hit the ball, smash it everywhere. Let's talk about the Padres. Um, uh, Padres. So they acquired Mookie Betts at the deadline and they acquired Josh Bell at the deadline and they acquired someone else. I can't remember his name, but he hit a grand slam in his first at bat. And so they gave up a lot though. They gave up Luke Voigt, CJ Abrams, some pitchers and some other players for him. And those are all like known names. You know, if you were, if the Dodgers were to trade, it'd be farm system players, but in order for the Padres to get them, they'd have to give up, like they gave up known players. And so with this comes uh, the hope that you have to win right now and it works. And Tatis is coming back. He had his double-A uh, stint, just barely. Uh, everything said he was going good. Manager says he'll be back next week, possibly, if everything continues to go good. But, um, but like, with the fact that they, just, they did that, it means they have to win now. They're trying to win now, and they hope it works. And they hope Tatis comes back because right now they have Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Jake Cronenworth, Josh Bell, and a bunch of other players who are all good players. But they're nowhere near the caliber. Like, oh, Manny Machado and Juan Soto, they're amazing players. They're great players. Machado might be the MVP. He probably won't, though, because that'll probably go to Judge Goldschmidt or some other people who deserve it. 
no, I don't know why I said that. It sounds so dumb, whatever. But, um, but yeah, no, so Machado's doing great this year. Juan Soto, he's a great, he has a great eye, arguably the greatest eye in baseball right now. But so, um, but no, the Padres, like they're all, they're in win now mode. They spent so much when they, they are spending so much money and because they can, you know, their owner has the money and he's made it clear, you know, I'm going to spend money. You know, we're going to be competitive. You know, we're San Diego. We should be a nice market. You know, we're, we're San Diego. We have great beaches. We know we have, we're a good market. And so I'm going to spend the money. You know, we're going to win. Like they signed Machado to a massive deal. They just signed Tatis a couple off seasons ago to an absolutely massive deal. And I wouldn't be surprised if next year, or even at the end of this year, they sign Soto to a really big deal too. And so, but no, so with that comes the responsibility of, you have to take that responsibility of, okay, we're not winning now, that's our fault. You know, what happened? What did we do wrong if we're not winning? I don't know why I said responsibility. I don't know. But so, um, sorry, geez, going blank. But so the Potters, they're they're in win now mode. They have to win now. If it's not going to work, I think they're like fourteen or fifteen and a half games back of the Dodgers after last night's loss. And so they're playing for a wild card berth, and then they're playing to play the Dodgers in the next round. So I don't know. I don't think they're going to beat the Dodgers in the next round, but I think they'll definitely make the wild card for sure because that's a really good team when Tatis is back too. And so they also have good, really good pitching. But I don't think they're going to beat the Dodgers in the second round in the ALDS or NLDS, NLDS, and so. I don't think they're going to, they're not going to beat them, but I think they'll give them a run for the money. They're definitely going to get out of the first round. They're going to get out of the wild card, but they're not going to get out of the second round just because of how good that Dodger team is. And so, but the Padres are in win now mode after next year, after everyone's like gelled together and there's more chemistry, figuring it out, you know, everyone's worked together more and everyone just puts in their offseason work. I think next year, there'll be a really big title threat for the uh, World Series. And so... Yeah, the Mets. We can talk on the Mets for a little bit. We got a little bit of time. We can talk on the Mets. And so with the Mets, the Mets, the Mets, the Mets, the New York Mets. What an interesting team they are. You know, they're seventy and thirty-nine. They are a bunch of games up on the Braves. I think like five or six and a half up. And Degrom, Degrom just came back, and oh my gosh, he's amazing. He threw six perfect, and then he gave up a homer, and he was really mad. The fact that you're really mad when you just gave up a homer and you've thrown six perfect innings, yeah, sure, I'd be way mad too. You know, I just gave up six, I had six perfect innings and I just gave up a homer. Yeah, sure, go ahead, be pissed. But the fact that he was that mad means he cares and he was excited to be back. Like he hadn't, like he'd been injured a bit in a while and he came back like that and throws six perfect and they still, and they just won 5 2 over the Braves. And so that pitching staff is really good. They've got Edwin Diaz to close him out. He's so good. They haven't blown an ninth inning lead this year because of Edwin Diaz. They have DeGrom and Scherzer as their two aces, when you should usually only have one, but you're the Mets and you get two aces. And so that was a really weird side of that. But so DeGrom, he's really good. I, I, I really do like DeGrom. And so he's really good. And also just a little bit of, a little bit of tidbit of news is Bobby Bonilla's famed contract was uh, snatched up at auction uh, two days ago for 180K. It's the one where it's like for like 20 some odd years or whatever, they're paying him money, like a 1.2 million a year. For a second, he was the highest played paid player in baseball when the lockout happened. That was pretty funny. But also that's, that's all with the, with uh, the MLB. Let's go. Let's go to the NBA. Let's go. Let's, let's talk some NBA. So, 
Uh, not a whole lot's going on right now, except for just like old trade rumors and stuff. But the schedule gets released next week, and I think it will. Um, that's going to be really exciting just for me and just for everyone because I have half-season tickets to the Jazz, and so I get to figure out which days I'm going and which days I'm here commentating. That'll be fun. Yeah, actually, I'm actually really excited for that. It should be really fun. And so, um, so the schedule gets released, I think it's like next week. And All-Star Games here in Utah, I want to go to that. And so with the Jazz, with the trades going down, um, I feel like people say, um, like there was a lot of trade going up in the air for him to New York, but New York, like that's stalled out, like that's done, you know. And then there was something a couple days ago, or like yesterday, two days ago, that came up about like a three-team trade with Westbrook and to the Jazz and Mitchell to the Knicks and a bunch of picks to the Jazz as well. Um, I have no idea. I don't. That was old news. Like that was an old proposed, not even a proposed trade. It was just a theoretical trade. Like, hey, this could happen. We here we go. And so, um, I feel like with that coming down that that got me nervous and then i just dug into more about like okay cool the jazz aren't going to get russell westbrook he hates it here he freaking hates us for good reason too we hate you russell westbrook die just kidding just kidding no death threats here all good peace vibes yeah no so in the nba so i think the jazz are going to be a good team they're not going to be as good as they were last year because obviously they lost the the greatest defender in the league right now and so they just lost him but they also they have a lot of good players they're good a lot of people were saying, oh, the Jazz are going to be terrible. Like, well, obviously, it'd be terrible if they didn't have Mitchell. But they're going to have Mitchell. I think I think he'll be here for this year, depending on how it goes. He might get traded. Who knows? He has like three years left on his deal. But everyone's like, oh, the Jazz are going to be terrible. They're not going to make the playoffs. But no, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to they're not going to be any good in the playoffs. They're going to get out in the first round like four or five or six. They're not going seven. And so... But they're still going to be a good team. It's going to be entertaining to watch just because Mitchell's going to still be here. They're still going to be competitive. They still have Mike Conley. They still have Bogey. And they still have Jordan Clarkson, who is a former six-man of the year, former all-star, and a great shooter. So that's not all describing six-man of the year. Uh, Jordan Clarkson. Sorry, I did that wrong. Jordan Clarkson, six-man of the year, former all-star Mike Conley, great shooter Bogey, who's also gotten really good at his finishing game, like really good. So I've seen. And so, uh, yeah, no. So, um, yeah, no, I just feel like the Jazz are not going to be terrible. The league is still going to be really hard. Bronze had uh, great, com- productive, quote-unquote, conversations with the Lakers. And so, yeah, no. So uh, I got to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, sorry, it was kind of scatterbrained today. Uh, it'll be hopefully be better. I hope on Friday or Thursday or Friday, depending on when my contract comes down with my people. And so, yeah, no, thank you very much for all listening. I will catch you on the next time of Basement Sports.